0: Faith, Hope and Love, a Lenten Penitential Service. In preparation for Holy Week and Easter, we've been doing acts of penance, prayer and good works so that we may celebrate with joy Christ's victory at Easter with minds and hearts made pure. Today we celebrate this special penitential service for you at home, which is an act of perfect contrition for all our sins. Christ hears the voice of the repentant sinner, and so we trust in his abundant mercy.
1: Have mercy on me, Lord, in your kindness, with love. in me, O oh Lord.
0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello, everyone. My brothers and sisters, we have at times neglected the gifts of our baptism and fallen into sin. Let's ask God to renew his grace within us as we turn to him in repentance coming together in a spirit of penitence, let's call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do. Through my fault, Let us bow our heads before God. Lord Jesus, you redeemed us by your passion and raised us to new life in baptism. Protect us with your unchanging love and share with us the joy of your resurrection, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen.
2: A reading from the letter of St. James. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but do not have works? Can faith save you? If a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food... And one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm and eat your fill. And yet, you do not supply their bodily needs. What is the good of that? So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works and I, by my works, will show you my faith. You believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you senseless person, that faith without works is barren? Was not our ancestor Abraham justified by works when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works and faith was brought to completion by the works. Thus, the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Likewise, was not Rahab also justified by works when she welcomed the messages and sent them out by another road? For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is also dead. The Word of the Lord.
0: Lord, remember us, for the love you bear your people. They cried to the Lord in their need, and he rescued them from their distress, and he led them along the right way to reach a city they could dwell in. Let them thank the Lord for his love, for the wonders he does for people, for he satisfies the thirsty soul, he fills the hungry with good things. Then they cried to the Lord in their need, and he rescued them from their distress. He led them forth from darkness and gloom, and broke their chains to pieces. They cried to the Lord in their need, and he rescued them from their distress. He sent forth his word to heal them, and save their life from the grave. Let them thank the Lord for his love, for the wonders he does for people. Let them offer a sacrifice of thanks, and tell of his deeds with rejoicing. Lord, remember us, for the love you bear your people. Glory and praise to you. Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Repent, says the Lord, for the kingdom of God has come near. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke, chapter 15, verses 4 to 7. Jesus spoke this parable to them. What person among you with a hundred sheep, losing one, would not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the missing one till he found it? And when he found it, would he not joyfully take it on his shoulders, and then when he got home, call together his friends and neighbours? Rejoice with me, he would say. I have found my sheep that was lost. In the same way, I tell you, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one repentant sinner than over ninety-nine virtuous people who have no need of repentance. The Gospel of the Lord. May the words of the gospel wipe away our sins. When we were baptized, God made a solemn promise to each one of us. As the waters of baptism poured over us, God said, in effect, This day I make you my son, my daughter. God truly loves us as a loving parent loves their child. It's our delight and our duty to fulfil this wonderful gift and grace of baptism by living faithfully the gospel of Christ. God's promise of eternal parenthood to us, and his promise of complete faithfulness with us through our whole life journey and into the eternal life of the heavenly banquet, was no mere words. It was not just an empty show. It was full, bursting with life and promise. God means what God does, And God fulfills what God promises, without doubt. So too, the promises made at our baptism by our parents and godparents, or by ourselves and our sponsors for those baptized in adulthood, these promises are real and solid. They're everlasting. That beautiful first reading reminds us that we are all children of God, in fact, as well as in name. Our membership of God's family needs to show itself in actions, Concrete actions, consistent attitudes and values, not merely words or hollow rituals, but actions and full living rituals and symbols. The sacraments are alive with the power of God's Spirit, and the source of all the sacraments is from the power and effectiveness of the Holy Spirit, given overflowingly in baptism, when we became grafted onto Christ, joined to him forever, What an absolute joy, and what a priceless treasure. We have to be very wary, careful of two extremes. Both of the extremes are very bad and harmful to us in many ways. The first extreme is to take for granted our membership as a daughter or son of God. We're not part-time members of Christ. We're not occasional friends of Jesus. We are friends, heirs, and servants of the living God. It's a full-time vocation, and a wonderful vocation at that. Therefore, we take very seriously God's direction to us that we must take our gifts and make use of them for the good of God's kingdom. That's why God gave us our gifts. As we heard in the letter of James in the first reading, faith without works is entirely dead. Discipleship of Christ and membership of God's family, which is one and the same thing, is utterly hollow if it doesn't show itself in attitudes, actions and decisions which are consistent with our Father's kingdom. Practical actions of kindness, love, mercy and charity. Living the gospel in everything we do, think and say. We act united with the loving heart of Jesus Christ. Whenever we fail and sin, when we fall, and at times when we make very poor choices and actions, the other extreme is to be carefully avoided too, and that is to be so down on ourselves that we cannot forgive ourselves, when we effectively refuse to allow God to give us the forgiveness that God can and does want to give us. This is a serious, false humility, when we don't accept God's forgiveness and mercy when God is offering it if God has forgiven us, we are forgiven indeed. Truly. Who are we to say that God cannot or will not forgive us for our sins? Are we greater than God, the God of all creation? If I say to God, I've sinned and then say, Lord, you're unable to forgive me for this. I do not deserve to be forgiven. Then I might as well add pride and arrogance to my list of sins. For the constant message of the Bible and Christ's good news preaching is that he is the loving parent of the prodigal son who looks out for the return of his errant child day and night and, when that child appears again, runs down the road to meet him when he finally and sheepishly and possibly half-heartedly returns. Like the Gospel, our loving God is not content with 99% of the sheep safe and sound. God is not satisfied until he searches for and finds the lost 1% and brings them all home safe as well. Isn't that wonderful? God wants each and every one of us because God loves and cares for us unconditionally. Today, we praise God's mercy which has no limit, the Father who continually welcomes those who turn back to him after having sinned. This upcoming season of Easter, which will be quite different in many ways this year, Even as we celebrate it in these extraordinary and difficult times, it still remains the feast when the church rejoices wherever we are over the newness of life, the eternal life in Christ won for us by his death and resurrection. When Jesus prayed to the Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do, he meant it. And the Father answered him. In this penitential service, we now come to an examination of our conscience.
2: The Lord says, Love one another as I have loved you. I have come not to be served, but to serve. The Lord also says, Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And also, give without counting the cost. Have I a genuine love for my neighbours? Or do I sometimes use my neighbours for my own ends? or do to them what I would not want done to myself. Have I given poor example or scandal by my words or actions? In my family life, have I contributed to the well-being and happiness of the rest of the family by patience, kindness, and genuine love? Have I been respectful to parents and older members of the community? Have I been careful to give good Christian example to others in my actions and words? Have I exercised authority responsibly for the good of others as a parent or carer or mentor? Have I been faithful in my heart and in my relations with others. Do I share my possessions with the less fortunate? Do I offer practical help to the victims of oppression, misfortune and poverty? Are there times I have looked down on my neighbour? Does my life reflect the mission I received in confirmation? Do I share in the missionary? and charitable works of the church, and in the life of the parish? Do I ask first, what can I contribute to this community, or do I ask first, what can I get from this community? Have I prayed for unity in the church, for the spread of the gospel among the nations, and for lasting peace and justice? Am I concerned for the good and prosperity of the human community Or do I spend much of my time focusing only on myself? Do I share to the best of my ability in the work of promoting justice, morality, harmony and love in human relations? Have I done my duty as a citizen? In times of ability, have I paid what is my due? In my work or profession, do I act with justice? Am I hardworking? Honest? Serving society out of love for others? Have I been faithful to my promises and contracts? Have I obeyed legitimate authority and given due respect to its laws for the good of the community? In any position of responsibility or authority, do I use this for the good of others in a spirit of service or for my own purposes? Have I been truthful and fair? Or have I injured others by deceit, gossip, detraction, rash judgment, or failure to respect privacy? and confidentiality? Have I stolen the property of others? Have I desired material things unjustly and inordinately? Have I damaged things of others or failed to show care to property I am responsible for? Have I made restitution of other people's property and made good their loss? If I have been injured, have I been ready to make peace for the love of Christ and to forgive, or do I harbour hatred and the desire for revenge? Where is my life really leading me? Is the hope of God's eternal kingdom my inspiration? Have I tried to grow in the life of the Spirit through prayer, reading the Word of God and meditating on it, receiving the sacraments, self-denial? Have I been anxious to control my vices, my bad inclinations and passions? For example, envy, love of food and drink. Have I been proud and boastful, thinking myself better in the sight of God and despising others as less important than myself? Have I imposed my own will on others without respecting their freedom and rights? What use have I made of time, of health and strength, of the gifts God has given me to be used? Do I use them to become more loving and more filled with the gospel of Jesus every day? Or have I been slack in the use of my gifts and too much given to leisure? Have I been patient in accepting the sorrows? and disappointments of life. How have I offered up to God my troubles so as to fill up what is wanting to the sufferings of Christ? Have I kept the precept of fasting and abstinence? Have I always tried to act in the true freedom of the sons and daughters of God according to the law of the Spirit? Or am I the slave of forces within me
0: We all acknowledge that we are sinners. We are moved to penance, encouraged by the example and prayers of our fellow brothers and sisters. We admit our guilt and say, as the psalmist did, Lord, I acknowledge my sins. My offences are always before me. Turn away your face, Lord, from my sins and blot out all my wrongdoing. Give me back the joy of your salvation and give me a new and steadfast spirit. We are sorry for having offended God by our sins. May God be merciful and hear us as we ask to be restored to his friendship and numbered among the living who share the joy of Christ's risen life.
2: Cleanse Cleanse us, Lord, from all our sins. Wash us and we we shall be whiter whiter than than snow. snow.
0: Let us pray. Lord, your sons and daughters stand before you in humility and trust. Look with compassion on us as we confess our sins. Heal our wounds. Stretch out a hand of pity to save us and raise us up. Keep us free from harm as members of Christ's body, as sheep of your flock, as children of your family. Hear, Lord, the prayers we offer from contrite hearts. Have pity on us as we acknowledge our sins. Lead us back to the way of holiness. Protect us now and always from the wounds of sin. May we ever keep safe in all its fullness the gift your love once gave us and your mercy now restores. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray the family prayer that Jesus taught us. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks everyone for joining us in this time of penitence as we think of our sin and of God's absolute mercy. We look forward to the coming days, the three days of Easter and wherever you are, our prayers are with you. God bless you all. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. May God, the Father of mercies, who has given you an example of love in the passion of his only begotten Son, grant that by serving God and your neighbour, you may lay hold of the wondrous gift of his blessing. May you receive the reward of everlasting life from him, through whose earthly death you believe that you escape eternal death. By following the example of his self-abasement, may you possess a share in his resurrection. And may the blessing of Almighty God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life.